1: Beyond and hello everyone my name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest in the world of PlayStation and boy do we have a lot of PlayStation stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we're getting into the realm of the summer event season but we don't have that to talk about but we do have a lot of Sony news that came out of a recent sort of investors call and report that they put out sort of uh, looking into the next year of what PlayStation's going to be doing uh, both on the game side and on the television side side if you're looking for some more PlayStation adaptations in the future. Uh, We've also got a potential leak of a sequel to a major PlayStation exclusive that we'll talk about, uh, some game impressions, and a whole lot more. But before we get there, I'm joined this week by Jada Griffin.
3: Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, I am so happy that uh, Marky Mark uh, Splash Splash Medina, Splash Mountain Medina is here with us today. It's so great um, (laughs) to have him back
2: jada's intro is just my intro it's great exactly you can see all my hair still wet i just got off the ride i'm i'm glad to be back no um that's a real thing except for i did i never even rode splash mountain i have no idea where that came from all of a sudden i have like nine dms and a bunch of mentions and it's people sending me pictures of splash mountain and they're like are you okay and i'm like what 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 is what is happening Then Brian Uh, Altano, like a few days ago, goes, hey, by the way, that was awesome. I'm like, you...
3: I was saving the reveal. I was saving the reveal for the show. I know.
1: (laughs) Brian, why'd you have to go? No, it's totally understandable, but uh, you know, Mark, you don't have to lie. We know you were stuck there for three days straight. Yeah. Uh, You you had food, but you also only had the ride water, so you had to drink that, unfortunately, to sustain yourself.
2: While I was stuck up on the ride uh, for a week and a half... It, you start to think, right? Splash Mountain, just an analogy for life, right? You you ride the waves. Sometimes you go up, and you go up a little bit more, and, and you go straight for a long time, and then eventually you come crashing back down. It took me a week and a half to to make that crash.
1: To but, get that metaphor, uh, yeah.
2: We all, we, all <laughs> we all get there eventually.
1: We do, and we all eventually realize that ride is really out of date in some very gross ways, and I'm glad they're changing it.
2: Um, they are changing it. Yeah. Hold on, before we, do, before we do any more of the show, I have sure. a listener question. We're starting with a listener question today. All right. Um, so, basically, uh, this is from at Sasha Nako on Twitter, friend of the oh, show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she wants to know why you never addressed the fact that there was a Taco Bell commercial for the Mexican pizza where Sora from Kingdom Hearts was mentioned, and you just didn't address it at all. Allow me to read you the lyrics. Hold up, me and my posse pulled up. I placed a pickup order. Yeah, don't forget the soda. We're eating out our order. Key to my heart like Sora. Thoughts, Dornbush.
1: Uh, My first thought is, Jada, do you want to take this show to another call and we can just leave Mark behind? Uh, I uh...
3: think we should just transition back to the studio. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And to prevent Mark from being on the show. um... This is is what happens when you
1: let me on. To answer that question, I didn't know that existed until this moment. I'll be honest. That completely slipped my feed my my notifications i do have a lot of google alerts for mm-hmm. kingdom hearts related terms just in yeah. case you know uh they announced kingdom hearts 5 before kingdom hearts 4 comes out but no i i had no idea that existed and i don't know if i'm better off for knowing it because yeah, the only I, I way would... i know it is through you now
2: you're you're a big fan of kingdom hearts That's i'm true. a big fan of the taco bell mexican pizza uh this is now the main topic for the show Jada's a big fan
1: of moving on from this conversation, I would (laughs) assume. say.
3: You know, I could could go either way. I I mean, I'm I'm more of a cheesy gordita crunch kind of girl, but, you know, it's each their own.
2: Wait until they take it
3: from you, Jada. You just wait. They'll they'll never take away the cheesy gordita crunch. It's the best item on the menu. That's why it's always been there. That's why
2: they'll take it away. (laughs) No, Uh, they
3: took away the Mexican pizza because... There was good reasonings
2: behind it. Oh, no,
1: it's so good! <laughs> uh, but no, genuinely, uh, to Sha- Sasha Naka, who I, I know uh, you know, tweets at us a bunch, is is a big wonderful follower of the show and, and a bunch of other content. Thank you for alerting me to that. I'll I'll go experience it the way it was intended by our taco gods, uh, and can get back to you once I've experienced that I, version of it rather than I,
2: I the- sang it. I sang it to perfection.
1: Sure, I'm okay. sure it was one for one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in addition to uh, revelations about Taco Bell commercials, we do have a lot of big PlayStation stuff uh, to talk about this week. Also, uh, thank you to everyone out there for, for tuning in this week. As you may have noticed, if you're listening this week, we had to delay this episode. I've had a very busy, crazy week. So thank you for still tuning in on a, a different day. And of course, I uh, just also want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in for episode 750. Obviously, we're into the next 50 before we march on to to that scary eight hundred number that exists out there, uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone who tuned in. We were able to do a a full show in studio. We're obviously all remote this week. I'll be back in studio next week, and we'll continue to do sort of hybrid shows, uh, you know, all in studio when people are available and people can go in. But uh, yeah, we we appreciate everyone who tuned in and enjoyed the show in that way. But yeah, we've got uh, a ton to talk about this week, so I guess let's get into the first story which kind of broke overnight. So PlayStation, for those who don't know, uh, released, as we talked about a few weeks ago, all their investor relation information. Uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, I think it was May 10th or so, and all that stuff came out. Uh, Now they've done sort of look-aheads for the year. They've done presentations uh, across all of the Sony divisions of games, music, entertainment, kind of what to expect from the year and the coming fiscal years, basically to tell their shareholders why they're going to make a lot of money. Uh, As... (laughs) As part of this, one of the big things that they sort of just dropped out of nowhere... This actually wasn't in the original presentation, but said later on by the, I believe, Sony Entertainment uh, head. Just during one of the calls, this was not, you know, on one of the slides. But they confirmed that there will be three more uh, PlayStation adaptations in the works from PlayStation Productions. The first that they mentioned was a Horizon show coming to Netflix. The second is a God of War show coming to Amazon, which we had previously... Uh, reported on from deadline had had reported that, but I don't think PlayStation ever officially officially announced it. Uh and then the third is a Gran Turismo show in development. Uh so we know those three shows are coming. Of course, this is in addition to all the other stuff that's been announced. Uh the Untreated movie, which has already been released, the Ghost of Tsushima movie, uh the Twisted Metal TV show. Am I forgetting anything else in there? Uh the T Lou show, of course, as well, which I just take as a foregone conclusion these days. Um, But so we have those three shows on the horizon. We don't have casting details. We don't have uh, information on creatives who are attached to the shows. Um, You know, with The the Last of Us, we do know that Neil Druckmann has been involved directly. We don't know what the involvement will be from, say, Guerrilla or Santa Monica for for the TV shows going forward or from uh, Polyphony for the Gran Turismo show. Which I I want to start there because I really just hope it's a it's a live action cars show is what I'm hoping uh, for. Oh
3: my oh, gosh! Oh no 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 no! Gran Turismo needs to it needs to go to Crunchyroll. It needs to be an anime and it needs <laughs> to be Initial D. I want Initial D Gran Turismo every day of the week. Like mm-hmm. if you haven't watched Initial D, it is one of the best racing and race car animes. Like you need to watch it. Uh, I would love to see Gran Turismo do that. That is by far my my vote for where Gran Turismo should go. Um, obviously, I'm not on their board to make <laughs> the decision, uh, but you know what? I've been sending them letters by uh, by post uh, post op- to the post office every day. So one of them eventually is. I'm going to learn the address. The news that broke yesterday.
1: Jada <laughs> <laughs> was I already was, on it.
2: She's like I, I did already, it today. I've done do it every think, day.
3: <laughs> who do you think inspired them for this idea? Like, oh, this, was, okay. uh, this sure. there you go. This is where it needs to go.
1: You're going to get a consulting <laughs> producer credit on the final uh, version uh, of it.
3: Chances <laughs> I, are, chances are it'll be a special thanks. But you know, sure. I'm hoping, yeah. hoping for yeah. more.
2: I'm a big fan. Hopefully I can get some love in the comments for this one cuz I don't I don't know how many people are a big fan of this movie, but I'm a big fan of the Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie. So, uh, I am like kind of fine with like dumb car movies cuz yeah, I'm a big what? fast Furious fan. Really, I like this that is, movie.
3: This is this is Strike 2 to
2: move to the studio mid episode. I, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good movie. i think you're the only Paul. fan I've it's ever got, met it's of got that. Got movie. Rami Malek. It's it's He's got um it? Yeah, he's in it. He's, I, he's I, naked in it. <laughs> I appreciate the actors
3: that were in that movie, but it's got yeah.
2: who's who's the who's the main star of Preacher? I, I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Oh, and then oh. it's like it you know not, you know who I'm talking about.
1: But, yeah, like, yeah. The yes. guy who is oh man.
2: Yeah, I I forget his name, and then it's got Michael Keaton. Like it's a it's a it's a pretty good cast for a pretty weird movie, but like I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those, like, Tokyo Drift is my favorite Fast and the Furious movie, so I'm just, like, a sucker for really, like, really over-the-top, dumb car movies, and so, I don't know, I, I thought it was pretty good, so, uh, when I saw GT, that actually kind of excited me more than all the other ones
1: uh, Dominic Cooper
2: That's it, that's the also, one Also,
1: right? uh, Imogen Poots and Dakota Johnson are at the movie, and Michael Keaton
2: you, Yeah, Michael Keaton, that's what I said, yeah, he's awesome Man all right, yeah. maybe we. Maybe Wait, we hold need on. To do okay, few. okay. Have either of you seen Need for Speed? No. That... no.
1: Okay. No. <laughs> it was
2: reviewed awfully.
1: It, it
3: just. You should wanted... watch
2: it, <laughs> just to see if you like it. It's I one of those movies good. where
3: you can. It's one of those movies where you can kind of look at and it's like, yeah, I don't need to spend my time watching this movie. It just kind of <laughs> had that vibe. There's just a lot of movies what, that come what, out like that.
2: I'm just gonna say. I'm not saying it's a good movie.
3: <laughs> sure. I'm <just laughs> sure. saying that
2: I liked it.
3: All right. That's <laughs> so fair. Okay. So I'll take that's that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, maybe we need to do a Beyond Watch party for Need for Speed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it...
1: <laughs> really on the PlayStation branding there, yeah? Yes. Oh, oh my God. I, at least the both of us I apparently need to watch this movie. Um. <laughs> No, but I hopefully mean, the, I can
2: get some love in the comments. Probably I, not though.
1: <laughs> I I would like to see it. If there are other fans out there, I genuinely like to see it because I've never heard anyone else
2: mention that this movie.
1: movie. Yes. Um, I for me the most obvious thing here. I think everyone you know obviously assumes because we're getting Horizon and God of War in the same breath here that we're looking at narrative based shows, but. Especially with the way Gran Turismo Seven leads into the history of cars, the love of car culture, I hmm. see it as sort of a like probably maybe a reality show, not like competition, but like a Top Gear or something like that.
2: Um, oh, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I didn't even think of that.
1: Top Gear is one of the biggest shows in the world, like yep. worldwide. It's so big, and so for Sony to kind of want to do something similar with the knowledge base and with the expertise that's at Polyphony, uh, I feel like is. Probably the most natural fit, more so than a narrative based Gran Turismo movie or TV (laughs) show. It's
2: like the games, like if you call racing games like niche, I I guess some people would like they go after a very specific audience. So why wouldn't Mm -hmm. the show go after a very specific audience? I think that makes complete sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, you know, I think for everyone hoping like, what are they going to do? That's so weird about Gran Turismo. I, You know, we'll have to wait and see. But that feels like a, a reasonable way to go to me um but moving on from there i think the other two are the the meatier ones for us to to discuss potential there and i do want to start with because we've talked a little bit about god of war already on the show i do want to start with horizon um so right now it is just a horizon show is in the works at netflix that's all we know um based on the way not even with all the uh you know, the subscriber fall off and, and the behind the scenes issues that Netflix is going for. I have a little trepidation with Netflix as the home for this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, don't, I don't know about the two of you, Jada. I want to start with you on just your general thoughts of like a Horizon show happening in the first place and then it being at Netflix. How, how are you feeling generally about that as a concept?
3: Um, You know what? Regardless of feelings about Netflix, I think uh, it could have a good home there. I would really like them to grill it to work with the studio like like Fortiche that did uh, Arcane, if we got it something in that vein where it's very cinematic, very story driven, amazing like visual effects, I think it'd be another big hit this year for like an animated kind of style like that. I that's my personal hope for it. If we're if it's going to follow suit for anything that's been released on Netflix. Um, I think that is the correct direction, in my opinion, and I would love to see that, and I would tune in and probably binge it in a week, or,
1: like, the first day. So you would prefer an animated sort of take on that?
3: Yeah, yeah, I want to see it, like, I want to see, because there's just so much, like, that's, like, fantasy-esque with Horizon that... I feel like to do it the best amount of justice, like going that kind of animated route really opens up the doors to, you know, showcase these uh, giant machines and the explosions and the effects in the best way possible, like that you just can't do with like a live action or um, any other type of uh, style that, you know, without ballooning the budget, because remember these are TV shows. These are smaller budget things. These aren't going to get, you know, the 200, 300 million or more for, a movie budget, whatever movie budgets are. I don't. I don't do money. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, unless they're a Stranger thing. Some shows will exactly. get those exceptions, but yeah, it, I, we have no idea kind of what they're willing to spend on Horizon Show if it does go live action. Um, to your point, and yeah, that is. I think that's the biggest worry because you do see these giant, intricate machines, these very lush. Landscapes, which obviously you could find places in in the world, and you know mm-hmm. maybe do some CG over them to or or natural set dressing, but you start to very quickly if you want any sort of uh, s- sustained, repeated use of these robots, it's probably going to be really costly to animate them episode yeah. to episode, I would assume, and probably very easy to make it look bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um. Go ahead, Mark. I, I so. Yeah, Netflix is kind of like my least favorite service of all the services now. Like, I don't know. There's just nothing really on it that I, I watch a lot. I, I've always thought about Horizon show and, like, if it could work. And I've talked about this show before on 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 this podcast. Um, and so I'll bring it up again. Um, Apple TV Plus has that show, C, with Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so – Horizon was a show where I was like, you know, would that charm be able to, like – make it over to like actual like television, right? And it's I think it could, cause C kind of follows that same kind of premise where it's it's post post apocalyptic. This is like hundreds of years after the apocalypse, so several generations removed. And in in that show, just like in Horizon, there's a lot of like they come up with names for things, like, you know, they they call it like uh, they call metal like the god bone and they (laughs) stuff like that because like they don't know what things are like in horizon it's like you find like the ancient wind chime or something like that but when you look Mm -hmm. at a picture of it it's like a keychain, right and so it's like because they just they don't know what a key is right because that's not things that and so they they stumble upon things that they're just like well we're gonna have to name this whatever um and so i kind of thought about like could a show like that work? But after watching C, I think it could. But I, I very much agree with the fact that like Horizon is very like big on the the robots, and they have there's a very good chance that that could end up not looking great. And so something like an arcane style like uh, art style could lend itself really really good because then then they can make anything they want instead of having to set dress and make CGI buildings. Like everything is art. So I. I I say I'll agree with Jada on that one. As much as I don't super love like animated stuff, I do think that that is like makes the most sense for Horizon.
3: And I, I thought he was going to say that he, as much as he super doesn't enjoy agreeing with Jada, <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, I, "Where's the waiting for the shoe to drop?"
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say also to Jada your point. Um, you know, if they went an animator route, they'd also be able to retain the voice actors who do mm-hmm. all these roles yep. because that mm-hmm. is something where like. Ashley Birch doesn't exactly look like Aloy whereas like in some of these works people do look a little bit like the the roles that they're playing whereas here it is very much a like there's a lot of difference often in, in the voice actors to the real to the people in the game save for like Silence who is just Lance Reddick um Yep. But yeah, everybody
2: I, in those games <laughs> are themselves, except for a
1: <laughs> It's pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, but that's such an important character. And I, I do want to get to mm-hmm. the story question in a second. I think for me, if they go a live action route, you know, Netflix isn't afraid to spend the money. I will say there were p- parts where it did look cheaper. Uh, that was mostly due, I think, to COVID and everything. But Cowboy Bebop you know quality of the show aside they spent a lot of money on and some of their Mm. sets were gorgeous like they were they did a lot of very beautiful set work there and so i do believe they're willing to spend the money if they do think it's going to be big even if it it, it doesn't work out but they're much choosier about that stuff now um but stuff like umbrella academy shadow and bone stranger things obviously they spend a lot of money on i think for me if you do a live action obviously a lot of the robots are going to be cg I really, really hope, though, they do build practical stuff if they do a live-action show, because I, it's the easy comparison, but seeing the robots in Horizon is those Jurassic Park uh, scenes writ large in a different way. And so I want that moment of seeing, you know, the Brontosaurus or the T-Rex or one of the creatures stepping forward and, and like actually being in a scene even if it's just part of a robot that they can interact with. I think if you get the right puppeteers, the right craftsmen, you can make stuff that looks really, really cool to do that and then mix in CG for the bigger stuff.
2: It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility when you think about how good the uh, Transformers movies looked back in the day. Like, if you kind of watch them now, they're, like, a little... But, like, those movies looked great for the time. Like, those robots completely... Because that's that's the thing that always, like, throws me off, is, like, these robots need to move, and you need to be able to, like, knock pieces off of them. And it's, like, that's how they worked in Transformers, right? So it's, like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but that's, like Jada said, that's big movie budget versus television budget.
3: Yep. And, you know, another thing to consider is... A lot of fans are always very cautious when anytime something gets adapted to a tv show or a movie it's like why didn't you follow the storyline why didn't you get the voice actors to jonathan's point Mm -hmm. like going an animated route will help avoid some of that kind of fallout from the fans in the audience um i know there's gonna be a lot of people who like i'm a big horizon fan so i'm gonna tune in and check it out regardless just because hey, I'm in the industry and that's part of our job and we've got to know these things. Um, but I, I'm genuinely interested to see what they do. But there are a lot of people who are like, nah, I'm not going to check it out. They're not using the same voice actors. There's some people who will just not watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, so. I, I think on that that casting note, to your point, if this does become something that's live action, um, what, I, I have basically a two-part question um, to that point, Jaden. Maybe I'll start with you. Um One, who would, is there anyone you would think of to cast as Aloy if they did go a live action route? Um, And two, do you want a story that is focused on Aloy or do you want a side story? Because I think a lot of people, you know, when they've talked about adapting Mass Effect or something, it's like, well, I don't know if I just want to watch that same story unfold on screen. I might want to see something else um, in the universe. But obviously that story is what drew people to the universe. So you have that give and take. So I guess like twofold... Do you want to see it be Aloy's story or do you want to see it be something else? And if you, regardless, do you have any anyone in mind for Aloy?
3: Uh, I want to see, I'd, I'd rather the story focus on if we're you know, feeding off of Forbidden West, I'd like it to be based on Angela Bassett's character. I would really like to see her kind of origin and that I feel like the whole culture war that they were doing there and their tribe war and everything around that, like she just wasn't in Forbidden West enough for her name being on the project. Like, I wanted more of her. Uh, So I would love to see more of her story, her interactions with Lance Riddick as Silence. Like, I would love to see that kind of. I'd love to see more of his story. We've seen so much of Aloy's story, and I love Aloy. uh, And I definitely would like to see elements of her um, in the show. But I think I would be more interested to see the other characters get some more time to shine, show off some of the other tribes, uh, you know, get to really get into the nitty gritty and uh, world build on it. As for actors to play Aloy, if they did do live action, (sighs) I don't have anybody good in mind. So I'm only going to say (laughs) the one actress that I can think of right now, because somebody I saw we did a social post about her like um, denying rumors of her being Sue Storm. And that was Bryce Dallas Howard. And it's literally because (laughs) she has red hair Aloy has red hair. It is not a good guess. Please do not roast me in the comments. I cannot think of another actress for the life of me right now to play Aloy.
2: I, I can I can do the audience suggestion one. Uh, sure. the one most people were screaming is Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones, who played Egrid, who already played this like wildly red headed, you know, so it's like that's every time I see live action horizon, it's like you just see pictures of her. That's that's who people want. Is she the best for Aloy? I don't know.
1: Maybe uh, I will. Mark, uh, sh- oh, go ahead, Jada.
3: I was gonna say, Mark. I, I was. I was figured you were gonna because uh, I just thought of another. One. I figured you would have went with Helly R from Severance to play Aloy. That would been Yo, your guess. Oh let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably a little too old to play. Who is essentially a sixteen-year-old? But <laughs> probably. I do, but you know. Uh, yeah, I will say shout out to, um, because I definitely saw his before I even thought of it, but uh, Joseph Moran, who's the host of uh, The Trophy Room, another great PlayStation podcast, uh, suggested Erin Kellerman as Aloy. Uh, she's been in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe, um, was part of that like resistance oh, group. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Um, who, who could also be someone who's also, I think, a little bit in the age range that works out. But yeah, I mean, to your point, a, a lot of the other actors other than Aloy, do look like themselves, and many of them have done movie and, and TV roles. And, and Jada, to your point, I think like the best thing a TV show could do is to expand the viewpoint of the world and to give you that stuff. Like I, I think ensemble TV shows that give you those different perspectives are so great. Um, and I think we're sort of expecting that from The Last of Us. Like We are going to get Joel and Ellie, but it sounds like the other side characters are going to get a little bit more of an elevated role. And so to have something like that here... Especially with, and and I know we've talked about it a lot, but like the way Forbidden West puts more of a role and and focus on the supporting cast, I think would make the most sense for a TV show as well. Um, But yeah, hopefully, you know, we, it sounds like this is something that's very early in production. We, We, you know, we have no details, so we'll see who gets attached, what the creatives are, what cast if it's live action or animated if those things change it's possible one of those things was mentioned i just missed it uh, in, in my news roundup but uh of course then the other piece is god of war which i know we've talked about a little bit on the show has been mentioned out there in the ether i guess just as a like temperature check of the room especially as we get closer to ragnarok uh mark i'll start with you how are you feeling about a possible adaptation
2: uh, i'm so <laughs> vikings out dude like that's that's like my biggest thing is I, I made a tweet a few weeks ago where i was like like, and that's just based off just Ragnarok itself like God of War Ragnarok the game is the last thing to allow, allow to use the Ragnarok subtitle in <laughs> at least three to five years like we, we need a break and, and like don't get me wrong I just watched the Northman I thought it was great And that's a very different like take on Viking. well maybe it's not that different actually <laughs> because of how supernatural it is it's kind of like the point but uh, I, I would say if you can believe it Of the three, this one is the least exciting to me, only because I'm just kind of Vikings out. But, uh, more uh, so Gran Turismo, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Honestly, I, I, well, here's the thing like a Gran Turismo show is like, like we said, we have no idea what that's going to be. Um, with Horizon, there's so many different ways it could go. Where with God of War, it's so cinematic already to the point that Mm -hmm. the 2018 game was built to like have no cuts, right? Like, it's a very cinematic game so like there's not a whole lot of room for like guessing there you assume it's going to be a very gritty ultra violent very cinematic gruff viking norse mythology tv show right like uh could be wrong maybe that'll be the animated one who knows
1: (laughs) (laughs) jada what about you
3: Uh, so I'm in two camps on this one. Yes. I could totally see the very gritty kind of maybe going the, the route of like, like old HBO series, like Rome and stuff like that, that were like really big ones, very gritty like that. I could definitely see them going that and just really, uh, really leaning into the violence and the blood and everything like that to really make it that, you know, what we're used to with the older God of Wars. And like, this one is definitely had like 2018 had blood, but it was nowhere near as much as the Mm -hmm. previous games. Um, but also I would love to see it animated because I think, you know, obviously this is when it's going to Amazon. So it's, it's not the, uh, the same kind of thing, but Castlevania for Netflix was amazing and they showed a lot of blood. There was a lot of gore. It was very visual, um, very cinematic done with the, all the fight scenes and stuff like that. I would love to see God of War done that route. Um, that, that's where I personally stand on it. I, I think, uh, I think I'm probably most excited to see what God of War ends up being. Um, most out of all three of them. that's where I'm more excited to see where they what they end up choosing for the style for this one.
2: It's tough cuz like there's already a show called Vikings, right? It's so yeah. it's like it's like that's where I'm like, man, are we just getting another one of those or you know, I assume you know the the crux of God of War is kratos right and so it's like obviously there's gonna be a little bit of difference but yeah there's just so much viking stuff speaking of i am playing through a lot of the castlevania games right now i've never watched the castlevania show just because like i said i'm not super into like you know animation stuff like that so is is it really good everybody says yes. it's really good.
3: castlevania <laughs> castlevania is probably the, one of the best animated shows we've got in the last decade like mm. right there right up there with arcane it's they're those are, like, top two, um, like, must-watch for animated
2: shows. I, I love the games. I'm playing through Aria of Sorrow right now, but I oh, nice. had already previously beaten... Uh, I, I beat one. Three is incredibly hard. And then I beat yeah. four. And now I'm playing Aria of Sorrow. Only because I was like, after playing those linear ones, I, I'm like, I want to do the castle thing. But I've played through Symphony of the Night so many times. Aria of Sorrow is great. And it's on ps yeah. DS5. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Aria, Aria and Dawn of Sorrow, which I don't think has been ported because it was the DS1. that Like that yep. two-hander is a really, really great era for, for that GBA DS uh, mm-hmm. Arrow, which was great in general. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I like to both of your points, I, I I think it is the one that has both the most risk to kind of fall because it is based on the most cinematic of the three. But I hope at the very least if they're doing it, they have a reason for it, you know, similarly mm-hmm. to the last of us and especially with Neil's involvement there like I think they're doing the TV show and understand that doing it for TV is different from doing it from a game like they're they're very much making it a a, an adaptation in a way that uses the different medium in a better way Um, from what we've heard of the story and the casting and all these things I think hopefully similarly with God of War and and not just Corey's obviously attention and love for the story but that whole narrative team and the whole team in general at Santa Monica for the care that they put into crafting 2018 which I think is currently the expectation for what's going to be adapted hopefully there's a reason for it in, in building it out this way beyond just you know brand recognition obviously that's part of it it's selling on a big name everyone knows even people who don't play God of War have probably heard of God of War and might tune in to see it because they didn't get to play the game something like that but mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is, I, I would say in the same way that like I was worried about Netflix and what they might be willing to spend, I'm less worried about Amazon because I do think they will spend the everything mm-hmm. to make a show. Um, like the Lord of the Rings show looks very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that one's coming out later this year. That looks like it cost a lot of money. Um, what's
2: the other one Wheel of Time is Wheel like of Time is also going people, people say that that's like a really really high produced show
1: yeah I mean even stuff like it's a much more grounded show but like they spend quite a bit I think on on Mrs. Maisel because of all the period stuff like that is not mm. a cheap show to produce because of every all that attention to detail so I don't think Amazon would be opposed to spending the money I do think this is maybe a show both this and Horizon that could probably benefit from using that volume technology that uh, the, the Lucasfilm shows use where it's like they're, they're in a set that kind of has that stuff projected already rather than green screen. Um, mm. And they're able to figure that stuff out in camera to make it look authentic. Because G- Kratos is going to go a lot of places. He's going to go to different realms. That's going to be a lot mm. of sets to build, a lot of different places to produce. I I hope they can capture that. But yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, man, that's going to be tough to live up to. Um, you, know,
3: you know what I wouldn't be surprised is if we get this series, because they didn't say when this... They didn't give us like really any details about what these are going to be. No, it totally. could be potentially the uh, the interlude between Kratos leaving Greece and coming to the the oh, Viking the Norse stories. It could be kind of like a um, in between story that gives that would give you know a lot of room to show Kratos's growth as a person. You know him. You know uh, his first steps at becoming a dad and probably failing when atreus was a baby um seeing uh right is his wife's name if i remember correctly um and you know getting us giving us a chance to see her actually in action and kind of like get us more emotionally invested in his story of being in the norse realms and such so that's my personal prediction for where it's gonna go and i think it's a story i would love to see
1: i like that yeah that that is also again speaking to that like idea of adapting the game or doing something that complements it i think that could be really fertile ground sort of in the way that like the mandalorian is in between movies but there's a lot of you know area to explore there that would be a really cool way to approach it i think they can also they then aren't as beholden to having to replicate oh the really cool dragon fight or you know really cool Mm -hmm. x moments with the the stranger or things like that um it could be really great, but yeah, it's also a big, ambitious, scoped show. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully, obviously, we're very early on with these shows. I think just in general, uh, I'm, you know, before we move on, just quickly, how do you all feel about and Jade? I'll start with you. Just PlayStation generally getting into this. You know, I think right now we're seeing Halo sort of be, have a middling reception on the Xbox side. Nintendo mm-hmm. is obviously taking a very a uh, measured approach to adaptations, the Mario movie getting delayed, clearly them wanting to like, make sure that is perfect. Uh, PlayStation is going
0: all in. This episode of podcast beyond is brought to you by Nord VPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue.
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard
2: Kind. This is the story of Harry Dallowitz, and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your
2: podcasts.
1: Obviously, Sony has, like, that picture side and that know-how there, but how do you feel about them essentially... Complementing the games business with this approach,
3: I mean it makes sense. They're looking for new ways to expand their portfolio. they you know, they've got the whole live service games that they're trying to do with, you know, the Bungie acquisition and all these other games, um, which we'll get into. You know, that that kind of stuff later. But uh, it feels like just kind of the natural next evolution for Sony. Like they've always, you know, Sony has always had this uh, arm that does movies. Uh, why not have? playstation kind of start to dip their toes into that and you know start making tv shows like it's i think it's i think it's the right call for them
2: i think it's a really good
1: decision then mark what about you
2: yeah it's it's so hard to say right like last of us seems to be shaping out fine like from the very little bit that we've seen like it looks cool right Mm -hmm. but like uh who knows um It's so hard to say. I I haven't heard, like, a ton of great things about the Halo show, and when I see it, it it doesn't seem appealing to me, right? And so, am I going to see, like, a live-action Kratos and, like, that appeal to me, I don't know it's really hard to say because i'm a big halo fan and nothing about that show has done anything for me and it has nothing to do with him taking his helmet off and it doesn't have anything to do with the way cortana looks like the show itself just kind of like looks like a fan made kind of deal and it just doesn't seem that interesting to me and that's a very very like tight rope they have to walk of this being like this like really really good show or just like fan servicey almost to the point where it just looks like a big budget like youtube video right with like cosplayers so yeah
1: and and of course sorry go ahead
2: i was just going to say so it's just it's really hard for me to get excited to hear like there's a horizon show all right cool we'll see for like, sure i it,
1: mean yeah. especially within in you know the scale from the last of us you're looking at a thing where the the yeah. biggest production stuff will be the the different types of enemies that they'll encounter and the makeup work there and Mm -hmm. things like that probably whereas here it's designing giant robotic creatures or creating different norse realms and giant fantastical beasts yeah there's a a big jump and i i do think the last of us you know obviously the uncharted movie got sort of a like middling uh reception as well i think some people enjoyed it for what it was some people were like this is not great i still have yet to see it but i i I think that one is also not indicative of what's going to happen because that was a movie that's been in production for 10 years that was not a like playstation is doing its playstation production thing this was kind of a holdover from another era uh and a movie that was in development hell long enough for mark Wahlberg to go from drake to sully so you know a little bit of a different case there but yeah we will of course uh keep track of all of these of of the ghost movie of twisted metal We'll, we'll report in as we see more and maybe we'll start to do movie and TV recaps on the show as, as they become more of a thing coming into the, the next few years, we'll see. We'll do actual
2: relevant <laughs> ones.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll do ones related to, I mean, hey, you still can get that great Apple TV Plus deal on PlayStation. Anyway, moving on from there. Uh, in addition to that, there were, was some other just brief stuff to mention from PlayStation's portfolio uh, look ahead, which is, it's a bit more circumspect and expectation setting but i do think it is important to talk about now because it's probably going to affect the next couple years um the first thing it's not listed how i put it here in the run of show but i'm just going to mention it very quickly because there's only so much we can say uh the psvr2 is confirmed to launch with more than 20 games we don't know what those 20 games are the the investors reports mention seem to indicate that horizon call of the mountain is going to be one of those launch games which is great Uh, to have a a big game like that there. But other than that detail, we did not get any sort of launch window, uh, what the lineup of other games is. We're still waiting. I think I got dozens of replies to my tweet about PSVR of saying, but is it backward compatible? And we still don't know. We still don't have that information, which I don't think is the greatest sign, but I hope is something that we learn about. Um, I would prefer not to either have to rebuy Beat Saber or Tetris effect or Astrobot or all those things, um, but yeah. also want people who didn't have PSVR to play those games. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. But that's a solid lineup of you know by numbers at least. That is a good amount of things to be able to jump into day one. But what those things are, we'll we'll report on them when we see them. I think the other things that we can um, maybe speculate a little bit more on, but or we'll talk a bit about, are uh, one that Sony is aiming to have investment in its studios. Uh, by IP, uh, by franchises, be 50% split new and returning franchises by fiscal year 2025. I think in the coming fiscal year, they estimated it's going to be one-third new IP and two-thirds old IP, mm-hmm. uh, and then moving on from there. A 50-50 split is the goal. Uh, Jade, I'll start with you. How do you feel about that as just a general balance? I think obviously PlayStation fans like love the ongoing series like Horizon, God of War, Spider-Man, all that mm-hmm. stuff, but... There's always generally a hunger for new stuff as well. I think.
3: Yeah. No. I think it's the. I think it's the right call to move in this direction, um, because it's going. The studios that are already making these classic uh, franchises that we all love, these you know very flagship titles that Sony's known for, they're going to get better at making them and making them faster. Um, obviously, that changes when new console generations kind of roll around and technology changes. Um, or if they try to shift it in a different direction. Um, But I think that it is the right time to start investing in new mascots to help bring in new people to the brand, to bring in, uh, to revitalize what Sony is known for, which is creating these like very cinematic characters and storylines that just kind of blow away the competition. Um, So it's great. I think this is the right move for them. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like when it comes <laughs> to like new IPs because uh, we've gotten a few new ones over the last five to eight years in Horizon and like Days Gone. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see what more investment is going to look like for Sony when it comes to new character icons for their brand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, and it. It should be interesting to see. It's for me, it's always one of those things where it's like we we only got here with new franchise like franchises that we love because they took risks to make new things. So yeah, if we if they don't keep that cycle going. Yeah. There's only yeah. so many sequels I think people will want to play of things.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, for Horizon to exist, uh Killzone had to, to kind of go on the back burner, right? And mm-hmm. you know, same with like The Last of Us, right? They they of course made Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy after The Last of Us won but it's it's not out of the realm for like like you have Ratchet and Clank Insomniac's making Ratchet and Clank and then they are now making Spider-Man Spider-Man games you know and then uh, and then Wolverine right so there's some studios that have kind of clung to the past like it's kind of weird even with like God of War right God of War isn't a new IP, obviously, but at the same time, God of War 2018 is radically different than what God of War was. So it's still a, mm-hmm. a reinvention of that series. I'm, I'm a big fan of new IPs, right? Like, we are all assuming we're going to get a third Horizon game. Why wouldn't we? But, like, do we need more Horizon after that? I love Horizon as much as the next person. But, like, I, I would be very excited to see what Gorilla, what else they have up their sleeves, right? Like, yeah. Um, I've said it before, like I don't have this like clinging to the past that like old that 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 some people have, right? So it's like Sony Ben made Days Gone, right? And then now they're not going to make Days Gone too. So what are they going to make? And everyone's like Siphon Filter. They make this, and I'm like, I would rather than make something that I can't guess, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have this like need to revitalize every single series that has existed, right? If Horizon. Forbidden West 2, Zero Dawn 3 uh, is the last in the Horizon <laughs> series and then we move on from that I'm fine with that, right? We got three great games and now let's, let's move on. And so there's you've seen like Ghost of Tsushima, I would not want them to go back and make another Infamous, right? Ghost of Tsushima was awesome, we want to keep with Ghost of Tsushima and Infamous was like this great era of PS3 games, right? And then very early PS4 mm-hmm. I I don't know if that series needs to come back. I don't know if anybody's clamoring for it. So it's just like... You say that that on
1: the 13th anniversary of Infamous (laughs) One, Mark. How dare you?
2: So so it's like That series kind of had to go away for ghosts to exist, right? And people love ghosts, right? So it's like, we can't have everything. And so if it's going to be the split of like, we're going to continue making games, but then we're going to make new stuff, I'm super down for new stuff. Because it's hard to get excited until you know what those things are but once those things are here people will welcome them with open arms right so i'm very excited for this
3: but mark we need mm-hmm. sly we need sly we 99 yes, Cooper. We, need we need sly 99 it needs to the series needs to go to 99 games and literally end at 99 it used to end oh. at sly 99
1: I thought you meant Sly 1999. Like he goes no, to the year 1999. Oh, that's what I thought. That
3: would, be, that would be cool too. But no, I want 99 Sly Cooper games. My God. And them in... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Mark, I think your point is valid, but like Jada, I also yes. want the new Sly Cooper. So, you know, yes. that's where I'm at right now. But no, I, I do think, yeah, we we need those franchises. It's it's how we got, you're, you're pointing some progression there. It's the same thing with like Naughty Dog. They went from Crash to Jack to Uncharted mm-hmm. to The Last of Us. We don't get that progression if they don't try new things and we don't yep. find new franchises we love if they don't try new things. At the same time, we love those things. And so seeing some of them still exist is great to do. Um, yep. In terms of seeing franchises stick around around or things continue to also invest in new IP. I think it's also worth pointing out, I know some people get scared about this, but I, d- I don't think it's going to take away from the PlayStation games we love, but PlayStation is really looking for PC and mobile to be a big part of their offerings. Um, mm-hmm. In the last fiscal year, I believe they said they made $80 million on PC via you know ports and things like that. They're looking at the next year to be $300 million in, in net sales, uh, I believe for PC, which probably means a lot more uh, ports as well as, I believe, the live service games. They talked about those potentially launching on PlayStation and PC, so you might see that stuff launch day and date to to a certain degree as a potential there. Um, And not only that, in terms of just their actual number percentages of releases, by fiscal year 2025, they're estimating that mobile and PC will account for a combined 50% of their output. Of releases. So they're really pushing for those two things to be there. Obviously, PC, we see the trajectory a little bit more. Obviously, it's ports, it's free to play stuff or live service games that can work in that ecosystem. Uh, stuff that can sell really well on Steam, but can have lively fan bases that can have cross-play, all those things. Mobile is a little different uh, during the Outlook you know, look-ahead thing. They did discuss that they're both looking at uh, upping the expertise of mobile development with internal studios, as well as partnering with expertise in third-party mobile game developers that already exist to work with them uh, and even possibly publishing just existing mobile developers games so they might not even be looking to you know develop stuff based on their ip but also additionally just publish other games that they feel fit within their purview um we'll have to see if this works out obviously playstation has dipped a toe in mobile before xbox has dipped a toe in mobile before they'll have a bigger toe in it it's a weird metaphor uh when they own activision because of king but mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a bigger part of the PlayStation Pi. But I also don't think it means Spider-Man goes away. God of War goes away. Uh, you know, The Last of Us goes away. The way that we know those games, I don't think those are going to disappear. And I don't think people should worry that those will disappear. I think we're just going to see more because they have to diversify to make the money.
3: Yep. yep. I, I Honestly, I see God of War hibernating after Ragnarok till probably 2026, 2028. Like, somewhere in that range, probably. Like, because they're going to be looking, you know, there's been murmurs in the industry about, you know, Santa Monica working on something new. And we don't know what that's going to be. So, but chances are they're going to be focusing on whatever this new IP that they want to release. And then when they're ready to redo God of War again, like they did in 2018, uh, we'll see it pop its head back up again. So I, I think that's very safe to say.
1: Yeah, and and as we're seeing, we'll we'll still see it exist through the TV show because it's not like that TV show is yep. going to premiere this year. So, mm. exactly. I think you're going to see the franchises you still love. You're going to see the types of games you still love. I think PlayStation knows how they've made their name, and they're not going to suddenly abandon that stuff. But we're seeing, I think we've seen you know hiring for an Insomniac multiplayer job. We know Naughty Dog is working on their multiplayer game uh, w- within the next fiscal year. I think PlayStation said it wants three live service games, one of them being MLB The Show. I was actually talking with a few people on Twitter about this. It's sort of weird because they say one of them is MLB The Show. I don't know if that means there are two more cumulative uh, new live service games that are going to launch in the next year or one of those is from last year, which would be Gran Turismo because that was in the last fiscal year. So Mm. It could be that as a carryover or we might get two more live service games in the portfolio in the next year, which is a lot because we don't know what's coming up for Sony right now. Um,
3: PlayStation
2: All-Stars 2, live action, or live Live service game. Live action.
1: No, live Live action action PlayStation All-Stars. Yes.
2: that's Happily. the one that'll be live action
1: <laughs> oh my i was um i this is somewhat of a plug i was on FanBite's channel f podcast this week which is really fun you should go listen to it but uh we were talking about playstation all-stars and they were like do do you want that do people talk about that i'm like we mention it almost every other week on this show and i feel like that is our cross to bear at this point i want that game <laughs> to exist um Moving on from there, though, a lot of exciting potential for things. Uh, earlier, you know, to speaking to the PC port thing, I think it's also worth mentioning. Returnal apparently showed up in the Steam database, so expect that PC port probably pretty soon. Um, it's such a,
2: it's such. A, I just want to mention that's such a no-brainer. Like oh, that yeah. game is like when you play something like God of War Horizon, like those games are like yeah, they're great on PC, uh, absolutely. But like Returnal will get so much from mouse and keyboard gameplay, right? Like that game mm-hmm. is the the reflexes and the the you know, it's really hard sometimes for people like me with like a, a dual sense like you have to aiming is your right stick and your thumb controls that stick and your thumb also jumps and your thumb dashes. Like that's a lot of stuff. You have to take off the aiming to do, right? And so like that game is so built for like mouse and keyboard. I cannot wait to play that game on PC. I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of Risk of Rain 2, which is like, you know, kind of a similar mm-hmm. game, and so I'm very very excited for Returnal on PC and I'm not surprised at all to see that it's on the Steam database. <laughs>
1: And uh, my hands don't know how to use a keyboard, so uh, I have never played a game that way. And it's very oh my gosh! Do you I write
2: do. entire articles using the dual sense? I like, use the dual sense. I go through on the touchpad. I'm like scrolling on you
1: know the little touchpad, get clicking. I did actually. Sorry, go ahead, Jada.
3: I was going to say, do they have the swipe feature where you can just swipe your hand across the keyboard?
1: Exactly. I did get really adept at using the touchpad to type during the PS4 generation. Like it became a skill I acquired, which is totally unusable anywhere else but yeah i genuinely cannot play games on mouse and keyboard it's just like it's like really learning a foreign the... language to me right now my brain can't compute it
2: <laughs> that's so funny i i got really good at using the gyro you know that like when you, mm. you you can move the controller and you see the little pointer on the text and you just like dip, dip, dip. yeah like i got really good at that because that's actually a surprisingly fast way to type but on the dual sense i've been doing the uh, the 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 voice to you know teach to the mm. what is it, speech the voice to teach, teach. the speech to text and it actually works like pretty good if i just like yep. want to send a message being like hey i'm on or something like that i just push the button and it like almost always works so i'm really liking that
3: <laughs> i just spent a full day typing every random word i thought i might ever use so it shows up in <laughs> my previous my previously used that's words that's the
1: way to go yeah that's yeah. a good life hack um <laughs> yeah. The kids don't know what we had to go through with flip phones and the 1 through 9 pad and all that. They Uh, don't... They have it too easy. Yeah, I got so good at that.
2: I remember when touchscreen phones came out and I was like, I'll never. Right? Physical keyboard. And now I'm like... I could, can't believe like we used to type on like T nine texting. Oh, well,
1: it was silly. like a big thing to be able to do it without like looking. Like I was able to just oh, type yeah. full sentences mm-hmm, and not just, actually have to look at it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're like driving down the street and you're no, I'm just kidding. no, do no, that. never turn, never turn. Do, do. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um,
1: a third strike, Jada. We're at third strike to get <laughs> back into the studio. Um, Moving on from there, uh, Mark, I'm actually going to throw it to you to start this one because uh, just to keep the show moving, I'm going to give you a, a couple minutes. Uh, as as we talked about before, the show was originally going to be our main topic before all the PlayStation news dropped. Um, yeah. Everyone's favorite uh, leaker. I'm just going to read it as I wrote it because I was very proud of
2: it. It's, it's uh, great. Go everyone's
1: it. favorite leaker, Norman Reedus, star of Norman Reedus's Ride, the hit AMC show advertised in Death Stranding starring Norman it Reedus, is. has leaked oh. Death Stranding 2, which also stars Norman Reedus. So it yeah, sure dur- during an interview, Norman Reedus uh, basically said that he's working on the Death Stranding sequel. Uh, Kojima yeah. jokingly rep- replied on Twitter, go to your private room, my friend. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the room, of course, that he goes to in Death Stranding. Um, so basically, it seems like an open secret at this point. We don't know anything about the sequel. Norman Reedus just said, we've come a long way from Miss Pac-Man. So that's what we have to work on right now. Uh, though in the last couple of years, when Kojima did talk about where the series might go, uh, he said in 2019, he would essentially start from zero for a sequel, whatever that means. Um then in 2020, he also said he had some ideas, like fragments of ideas floating around, but nothing concrete at that time. Obviously, some work is going on that there is a sequel somewhere in production. To the extent that Norman is recording, that would make sense given how much we know uh, Kojima has been calling into like the Sony... Uh, white studios where they film stuff for mocap. Uh, mm-hmm. So clearly some work has been going on potentially there. But anyway, Mark, I know as the, I, I think, larger of the fan, potentially all three of us, <laughs> you might be the biggest fan. I, I, do, I do genuinely like Death Stranding a lot, but I want to hear from you just what what do you want from a sequel? What, what <laughs> would you want there to be?
2: Well, first I want to address the leak, right? <laughs> Kojima... He's working with all these Hollywood people, right? So I think he knows, right? Because, like, Hollywood and and the gaming industry are totally different, right? Shows and movies, sequels and second seasons and stuff like that sometimes get announced before the premiere of, like, the movie, right? Like, we knew about A Quiet Place 2 before A Quiet Place even came out, right? And, like, so many shows are, like greenlit for a second season before the show's even started, right? Like Hollywood, we get the
1: MCU for like 5 years. N- <clears throat> right. At a and time. so it's yeah. like
2: Hollywood yeah. just like they just approach that stuff so much differently and Kojima just kind of has to know that when he's working with a Hollywood actor like Norman Reedus, he has to know that like, you know, gaming is very like that's the first big piece of marketing is the re- is the fact that it exists, right? So for him to mm-hmm. just like offhandedly Say that interview in, in an interview is like hilarious, but Kojima's response is awesome because what do you expect, dude? You're putting nothing but Hollywood actors in your game, like that's that's not. And he seems happen.
1: he seems understandable about
2: it, and it, yeah. yeah, it seems totally fine. I also want to make a very bold prediction that Death Stranding two we 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 might see it this year. The only reason I'm giving that prediction is so Death Stranding came out in 2019, right? So it's been a while. And Silent Hills was canceled in 2015. Death Stranding was revealed in 2016, but did not even go into development until 2017, right? So there's no, like, sense of, like, normalcy when it comes to a timeline. If he's saying he's barely starting the game in, like, 2020, the game could very well be much in production, right? Death Stranding was a long time ago at this point. So, And you know he's been working since, you know. Since it came out, so uh, I, my bold prediction is either Summer Game Fest, which is in two weeks, <laughs> or whenever PlayStation's big showcase is. I, I, I have a feeling we'll get something right um, for Death Stranding too. Uh, what I want from a sequel—can I do my memory card sequ- sequence really quick? Sure. I want to talk give, about give <laughs> I want to talk about Death Stranding because everybody has those games, right? That's not, like, just a game or just a movie or just a show. It's something that's just, like, a little bit more special because of, for the most part, their timing, right? So before I worked at IGN, everybody always said going to E3 is, like, the coolest thing ever, right? Because you get to be in a giant room with all of your friends and coworkers, and you guys get to watch these conferences together. And I always thought, man, I wish I could do that. And I used to have my friends over, and we... Watched E3 2015, saw the Fallout 4 reveal together, and was like, this is amazing. But, like, that's what everybody on podcast always said. Was that, like, oh, it's so fun to do it in, like, the IGN War Room. So, my first E3 with IGN was, I started in 2015, uh, and my first E3 was 2016, which will go down in history as one of the best PlayStation E3 showcases ever, right? Right. Um, But largely because that's when Death Stranding was revealed. And that reveal of Norman Reedus, the beach trailer, and the camera turns and it's Norman Reedus after all this drama of like Kojima basically being locked in a room at Konami because he's not allowed to work on stuff. Like to see that Kojima is, you know, he does the I'm back and I have a game and it's running in real time. And then the reveal of Norman Reedus like that. Exceeded any expectations that I could have had of watching a conference with, you know, the biggest media, the biggest video game media company in the world. Like, uh, the room exploded. Dornbush, did you work here during that time? That was
1: <clears throat> E3 was my second week of work. E3 2016 was my second week of work. So you, work so that, you
2: yeah. were in the room?
1: I was in the room. That was the same year I brought it up because the PlayStation 2016 conference is our number one E3 moment, the entire conference uh, of, of mm-hmm. the last 10 years. Because it was that, it was The Last Guardian, Horizon, yep. Detroit, uh, Days Gone, God of War, and Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, and The Last Guardian release date, which is also very important because that yeah. game had like been reported as canceled and stuff like that. So yeah, it's that's mm-hmm. such a special conference. And for that to be my first one was like, babe, right? And then... To still not know anything about Death Stranding and then get the second trailer where they reveal Mads Mikkelsen, like, yo, that blew my mind. Because, like, 007, uh, Casino Royale had just come out, and so or not just come out, <laughs> a decade before. But, like, Mads Mikkelsen is awesome. And so to see him in the trailer, it was insane. Uh, And then I worked overnight for the first Japanese, uh, for the first playthrough where we saw gameplay for the first time. I worked in the IGN office. I stayed there all night to watch and cover that. Um, And to see him play the game for the first time was just, like, incredible. And then, lastly, just to cap it all off. So, Mark is, is, is peak hype for Death Stranding. He cannot wait, right? And I'm waiting to receive our copy of the game. And PlayStation will kind of sometimes tell you when we're going to get it. So I'm a a big Call of Duty fan, and I go to an event pre-pandemic. I go to an event where I I basically go to Los Angeles, and I play Call of Duty for a week straight. And I got my code when I landed in L.A. to be away from my console Mm. for a week straight (laughs) is my Death Stranding code. I called my wife. I'm like, install Death Stranding. I'm sitting there. I just like am not, I can't think, I can't do anything but think about the fact that I own the game. I almost went to a target and just bought a PS4. So I could play it in my hotel room (laughs) just for that time. But it's, it's hard with events like that. Like they're all encompassing. And so you just don't have time, but shout out to Chandler who he works on the Hogwarts game now, but he worked at PlayStation lifestyle. He brought his PS4 because he knew that we were going to get it. And I'm like, that's such a baller move. So, um, yeah. And I got home from that event and I immediately started playing the game and yeah, long story short, I really, really like it. Okay. That was my memory card. Sorry for talking for twenty straight minutes about. <laughs> no, it's okay. But J-
3: no, Jada, were you good. gonna say
1: something?
3: I was gonna say uh, Chandler's good peeps. Uh, he yeah. was on my uh, t- he was on my team Sonic Racing team at a uh, in London. He was one oh, of cool. my one of my uh, like my cohorts when we uh, decimated the rest of the competition <laughs> that year, which was great. Uh, but no, I hundred percent agree with Mark that twenty sixteen E three. I was there in the in the arena watching it. Uh, it was it was there was so much. Mm-hmm. I like I was just like
2: I, another one. A, a, right? Another one? Like, that, that was it like was the, just, it was just, that was like the first E3 where they were like, we're not even going to talk. We're just going to show yeah. banger after banger. And like, it set a new precedent for what E3 conferences would become.
3: Yeah. No, it was, that was amazing. It was crazy. I wasn't with IGN, obviously, during that mm-hmm. time. I was freelancing, but I was covering it for a smaller outlet at the time. Um, and I was luckily lucky to go. Um, but yeah, like it was it was such a crazy and like just transformative experience. Like this is the that is the E3 that I want to come back and be a staple in the industry after Mm post-COVID because there's so many people, and we've talked about this on the show, or maybe I talked about it on another podcast. I can't remember. Um but E3 is such a such a, a feather in the cap for a journalist. In this industry, in the gaming journalism industry, being able to go and cover something major like that, like it, not only it, it's a it's a it kind of sets the bar for like what to expect, like at the at the peak of your coverage for um, games. And so, like, I really hope that we get a good replacement for E three or E three is reborn. Um, maybe you know, Death Stranding two will have a convention center of E three, <laughs> and we'll see. <laughs> Um, but it'll be, you know, I really hope we get it back. Um, so we can see more stuff, uh, like that, like 2016, uh, as for, I'm not the hugest Death Stranding fan, so I'm going to go just completely random. I want 500% more babies in Death Stranding 2.
2: (laughs) So, five babies. Just just a nursery of babies. (laughs) I just want. He's just pushing (laughs) strollers.
1: (laughs) It is a baby raising management sim, and that's it. There's no exploration, there's nothing else. He's just running a nursery.
3: Yeah. You get to build you get to build you get to build nurseries, preschools, not no more bridges. Yeah, you could build those <laughs> too, God. but you're building nurseries and kindergartens. And
1: cribs, play and um. pens, yeah. Perfect.
2: Yeah. So 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 well so as I as I've now explained, like this game has just got a special place in my heart. But now I will take that cap off and put on the actual critical thinking about the game. Uh never make me walk in the snow again. Just Don't ever do that to me again. Yeah, that was Just, just knock that off. Um, I'd love to see more vehicle variety. Like, we the vehicles we had were good, so I'd like to see what else we could do. I'd also like the vehicles to drive a little bit better than they do. Um, the vehicles in that game do not turn well, they get stuck on everything. Uh, and so I'd love, I'd love to see that. Um, Trying to get the, like, Platinum Trophy and stuff, it made me realize how much I would love a way to actually eradicate BTs because that just becomes, like, so annoying. Like, you're like, dude, I'm done. I'm done with the story. I'm just trying to get this stuff done. And then it's like freaking the thing comes out and it's like oh bt's and i'm like are you kidding me dude like i'm so over this you have like 17 blood weapons in your backpack you're just like (laughs) you all die now (laughs) i'm sick of this so like to actually be able to eradicate bt's would be fantastic um and then you know just a lot of the like little frustrating moments in the game you know the, the game punishes you for trying to do things too quickly right the whole point of the game is to go slow so when you're running everywhere and jumping over rocks and stuff like that and then he trips and you drop all your stuff everywhere like that is the game punishing you for not technically playing it correctly you're it's supposed to be slow going and you're supposed to have your mp3 player look i want to be able to like play it a little bit more how i want to play it so um so those—that's my list. I—I I also agree with one you put, which is the weapons. So I'll—I'll uh, I'll let you say that one because I agree with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just to quickly, because I—I think for me, you know, Death Stranding doesn't hit those highs for me as much. But I, I think I'm somewhere in between you and Jada on it in terms of I. There are parts of it I really, really love. Where, uh, for anyone who's watching the video version, uh, there was some blurred stuff on screen. That was because we weren't allowed to actually show you a part of the game at review time. Um, that was just very
2: funny to see what was. Yep.
1: It, it looked like a graphic that we were blurring that wasn't what that was um, it, but anyway
2: it's the, it's the zip lines we weren't oh, allowed right, to right. show the zip lines we weren't allowed to show the one thing that makes the terrible snow section actually bearable
1: but yeah uh, to, to your point the snow section is it's my least favorite part of the game I think yep. the sweet spot for what I loved about the game was like chapter 3 4 ish range I think 3 yeah. just, like somewhere yeah. in there where you're building roads where you're doing deliveries where you have a, a decent R of stuff but you're also gaining things and there are frustrations with some of the vehicles with some of the getting caught on things but there's also enough i think exciting about building up stuff there like it really i i do love like city building stuff to that extent like it's a weird one for me but Nino kuni 2 you have essentially a kingdom that you build up and you like pick certain stores to grow up and you have that like rpg mechanic of building up your own little like hub Uh, that stuff in death stranding spoke to me very strongly here where it was building out the roads making sure they were well paved using something someone else put down to help you out there was a limitation on the level of frustration during that part of the game for me that gets exacerbated as you go on but i think like if it's going to retain those gameplay elements i'd want it to double down on that stuff rather than the more frustrating things um the other part is yeah for me Person-to-person combat, I agree. The BTs, after you face too many of them, are not fun. But at first, it's an exciting element. So I want mm-hmm. things that capture that and not the person-to-person weapon combat. <clears throat> I didn't think it worked very well. I thought the weapon arsenal was not that great. I thought the combat itself was just bullet sponges and nothing else of really interest to me or just a couple quick combos that weren't exciting to pull off and then you just moved on with your day. The human-level combat and... Uh, you know frustrations there were things i just avoided as much as possible other than the required shooting sections of the game so i hope that that can be moved away from or improved greatly because i didn't love that but uh, honestly jada to your point i think better interaction with the baby would be cool i do think it was yeah it was funny to be able to pull the baby up and to move the controller a little bit to emulate the the shaking and, and things like that i don't want it to cry. rocking
3: It's rocking. You do not shake babies. Thank you. You're correct. I'm
1: just saying words. I don't know what I'm saying. Um... You do not shake a baby. Yes, you are correct. I saw many of those signs when I used to go to a pediatrician as a child. They always have stuck with me. How many signs were on the door coming in of like, don't shake your baby. Um, and as a seven-year-old, I was always I like, why is that such a big deal? Who's shaking babies? Um, a lot of people, apparently. More anyway, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> anyway I, I think finding clever ways to use that interactive stuff, like we do know at some point in the development of silent hills i think there were thoughts of like you would get texts or calls from characters in game like kojima loves that meta level storytelling and i think Mm -hmm. if there are ways for this to do that on the PS5, especially with the DualSense, especially what they've already learned from the director's cut, like amplifying that stuff, amplifying the 3D audio, mm-hmm. I think they could so easily take advantage of really cool stuff in that way. But um, yeah, as of right now, we just know it's a game that Norman Reedus has leaked, and that's about all we know. <laughs> Can I, I, also want, Ro- I? also want.
3: Uh, oh, go ahead. I, I also want. Go I ahead, also want. I also want other flavor. I also want other flavors of
2: monster. <laughs> um yes <laughs> well, those those are, those are not even in the director's cut because the licensing expired
1: <laughs> were they completely taken out i thought it was just at oh, a certain they're, point
2: in no the game. they're out so oh, in, the, in, the, in the in the in the base game they would eventually change to like a beer but in the oh, director's okay. cut it's just bridges energy because gotcha more than likely licensing expired gotcha um, mm. you can still be boot up the ps4 version on your ps5 and, and like they're there but they're <laughs> completely removed um as far as, like, the building up of the community and stuff like that, I, I like stuff like that a lot. It's so funny. So yeah. when you play this game pre-release, like like we did, um, you know, you're only usually playing with, like, other media people. And uh, there's a guy, a YouTuber, Young Ye, pretty popular YouTuber, who I, like, still was follow and yeah he was everywhere and I still follow and interact with him and watch his YouTube videos I had no idea who he was but I'm just like who is this dude that is like right in front of me the whole time (laughs) like every time it was like oh, I gotta do this mission. Oh, there's already a ladder there, placed by Yongye. I'm like, man, this guy's there, this guy's like, <laughs> he went hard on that game.
1: But yeah, to your point, I do think, like, when it can take advantage of that, it's positive reinforcement yeah. system of a community, so, sort of social media platform. Was, yeah, like doing was,
2: likes. and stuff.
1: Yeah, it worked well, and I do think they could do more there, but yeah, well, I, I think, you know, mark to your guesses, Summer Games Fest is not a bad one, considering how much uh, Keely and Kojima interact and, right. and whatnot, so we'll see, obviously, if there's more this stranding news will will tell you about it in the weeks to come uh very briefly i just want to mention uh before we move on because i i do want to make sure jada you have some time to talk about a game that you've been playing um just very quickly there's been some playstation plus stuff that has happened over the last week we're going to kind of table playstation plus until it comes out in the u.s just when we get our hands on it when we're able to actually play with it ourselves but i will say just so people out there know uh trophies are being added to select games from the PlayStation 1 and PSP generation. Uh, It is optional for the devs to do so themselves, so not every game will get it. It's a case-by-case basis, but stuff like Syphon Filter and Ape Escape and more has been getting them, so you you can look forward to that as well. Uh, Also, there was some confusion. People who have gotten PlayStation Plus in Asia were getting charged, basically, if they bought it at a discount, they were getting charged the amount they got it at a discount for PlayStation Plus originally, in addition to the price of the new PlayStation Plus. That is not happening anymore. PlayStation called it in error. Whether or not it was, that won't be the case. So don't worry about that as we get closer to the launch in other territories. Um, and yeah, last but not least, the full list is not out there. The current territories that have it don't have the full 700 games. So we just don't know what the library looks like. When we get a better sense, we'll talk about that in mid-June, as we're expecting it. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving on from there, I did want to also shout out, uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out IGN or the PlayStation blog. Uh, the God of War Ragnarok devs revealed over uh, 60 accessibility features will be coming to Ragnarok. Uh, a lot of detailed screenshots of how it's being used, examples... Uh, descriptions of what they're doing, whether it's for text or visual or auditory things, a lot of great details there, uh, a lot of stuff that may be familiar to you. If you saw what Naughty Dog did with The Last of Us Part Two. in addition to some other cool new stuff, please go check that out. Uh, we'll obviously talk about that more when the game releases or is released, but uh, looking forward to that. But um, I do want to briefly touch on Jada, You've gotten the chance. I have not a- been able to, Mark. I don't think you've been able to, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of the hottest game right now, even though it's only like a closed alpha or beta multiverses, mm-hmm. uh, the WB Smash Brothers like how have you been liking
3: it? <laughs> uh, I'm really liking it. It's a lot of fun. It uh, plays very similar to like a brawlhalla more than a smash, just when it comes to like the pacing and timing um, and some of the mechanics. There's not advanced stuff. Uh, like wave dashing like which was in Nickelodeon all-stars brawl I believe it's the nif- the right name for that one um, but yeah it's got the voice acting it's a lot of fun they've got free for all 1v1 uh, 2v2 um, and it just plays like a smash you damage other people build up their percentages and try to knock them off the stage. Uh, so far in the close alpha it's first to four in 2v2 or first to two in um, the 1v1 matches. Um, I haven't done actually a free for all to see what that is, but I'm pre- that's probably first to three or four as well. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Great character selection so far. I'm really liking Harley. Uh, I'm really liking uh, Arya Stark. Um, she's like the Kirby of the the game where she can literally steal faces from her opponents and use their moves she was the kirby of game of thrones yeah Yeah. Yeah. so yeah she is literally the kirby of multiverses so like if you steal shaggy's face you can you know charge up up like a falcon punch if you uh steal um bugs bunnies uh you get like his hammer or mallet, I think is the more appropriate term for him. Uh, if he's still Batman's face, uh, even though he's wearing a mask, you um, <laughs> you get to throw a batarang that uh, like boomerangs back, kind of like Link's boomerang. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm unlocking stuff pretty quickly uh, through just like by completing daily challenges and uh, winning most of my matches. I think I've uh, got like a eighty-five or ninety percent win rate right nice. now um but yeah it's a lot of fun it's really good i highly recommend uh people to try it out when you get when access becomes more prevalent um to everybody because it is it's it's really good and i just love all the little voice lines and there's specific voice lines between characters um even if they're not in the same universe batman calls shaggy a hippie um <laughs> you know things like that so like this all types of really cool things um that uh that change based on who you're playing and who you're playing against and what's happening in the fight. So, uh, highly recommend multiverses. That's it's really cool.
1: uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think to your point, there's going to be a more open beta coming later this summer, which I am very excited for, especially after hearing your and a few other people's uh, reactions to it so far, it seems like it's really well put together, like pretty well balanced character wise. Like have you felt like as you've been playing, anyone is particularly overpowered or under,
3: honestly i i haven't felt that uh it's it's a little tricky right now because you as you love as you play characters they rank up and as they rank up they get perk slots and you can equip different perks um each character has specific perks but then once you get to a certain level you can get to you can unlock this like perk library where you can spend currency to unlock perks for all the characters or specific perks for a different character so like you know, if Batman has one specific perk that like gives you an extra jump, but Harley doesn't, you can buy that when you level up Harley enough, you can buy that perk and put it on Harley Quinn. Um, so a lot of cool things. I think it's a lot of experimentation uh, that's going to happen in the community right now. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly I haven't felt too felt to uh, anybody that's could have stood out from being overpowered and such.
1: Awesome. Not yet. Yeah, I just like that this is such a. You know, I think people looked at Space Jam 2 as a very cynical approach to this and were worried that multiverses would be the same, but it seems like, no, the dev team took this seriously as making it a really competent fighter, thought of some creative stuff to put in there, and it's weird to have Bugs Bunny fight Garnet, fight Harley Quinn, fight the Iron Giant, but it works so far.
3: (laughs) That's the only character that's not in the closed alpha, at least from the last time I booted up, is the Iron Giant. He's not he wasn't available last time i booted up like two or three days ago but um looking forward to trying him out when he when he eventually makes his debut yeah
1: uh it's really cool i'm glad you've had time with it i hope that we can uh play it together at some point when it uh you know gets into a more open space and uh hearing your win ratio i kind of just want to have like an open call for beyond fans to fight and see how they do against you yeah um i'm down it would be Let's do it. really fun maybe when there's an open beta later this summer but uh i'm very glad to hear that and uh, unfortunately we're pretty much running out of time and so mark i do have a tweet i'm gonna ask you about next week
2: But oh you no way get you're ready. not going to do that
1: yeah well <laughs> it's gonna take too long to get into and we literally have to wrap up so oh, unfortunately so i'm gonna i'm gonna make you stew <laughs> for another week of waiting to know what i put in the run of show as mark there's a tweet i'm gonna ask you about what tweet God. we'll find out next week um, but no, Mark, <laughs> since you shared a memory card on the show, first of all, thank you for doing so. And another call out, as always, for anyone who would like to share a memory card story, you can write in to beyond at IGN.com with the subject line memory card, and we'll read them on the show each and every week that we can. So please, please send those in. Uh, but in addition to that, just wanted to thank you all for being on the show. Uh, Jada, I know that you have been putting up a piece that uh, we had talked about before, but it's the first one is live. So do you want to just give a quick shout out for uh, your, your new project?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, go to ign.com. We just launched a new format called Photo Mode. Uh, we want you to send in your best in-game screenshots from your games. This current theme is heroes, so whether that's Spider Man, Batman, Aloy, uh, anybody doing something heroic in a game, uh, send in those images in a photo for us to uh, to all check it out. Um, we've got a bunch of people on staff. Other users are commenting on these images. Um, I'll be selecting. Uh, I'll be Highlighting uh, the top images voted by the community as well as ones voted by staff. In when we announce the next theme, uh, you have until Monday, May thirtieth at ten a.m. to submit to be considered for the next one. Um, so, but yeah, definitely do that. And then also, I'm going to plug a second one because it's been uh, taken off. Uh, we have a uh, our water cooler chats, which are called "Let's Talk About." Uh, we did one one just went live yesterday. I believe it's called from Blade to the Raid. Let's talk about our favorite action movies. And I think it's my best headline I've ever written in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, so come share your favorite action movies with us. We would love to hear your guys's input um, as part of the IGN community
1: awesome and yeah i've seen a lot of spider-man and horizon and and ghost uh photos in there as you were mentioning jada so if if you're a listener or a viewer and you also are dropping photos in there put throw a beyond in there so we so we know where you came from um yeah but yeah in addition to that mark anything you want to tout before we wrap up
2: um no i have been working on a piece that doesn't come out till next week and then um not that it's like a huge secret, but it's not worth talking about yet. <laughs> and then, um, and then summer gaming's coming out soon. So it's, it is. Or, you know, coming up soon. So it's like, it's just a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a piece that marks. The
3: piece that Mark's working on is uh, what does Splash Mountain water actually taste like? <laughs> <laughs> How
1: to Splash, mountain, Splash mountain
2: to make it drinkable. <laughs>
1: um, well, you can look forward to that on IGN, but yeah, as Mark mentioned, Summer of Gaming is almost upon us, and we'll be having a lot of coverage on IGN. Uh, I'll have more details on stuff you can tune into next week for sort of IGN Summer of Gaming programming, what we're doing pre- and post-shows for, and all that sort of jazz, so uh, stay tuned for that, but yeah, there's going to be a lot, because people don't say things until they happen, so we have to scramble and that's what june is now instead of that week of e3 we have a lot of caffeine in our systems coming up uh but anyway mark and jada thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode you can find us all on twitter i'm at jm Dornbush, mark is at mark underscore medina and jada is at jada underscore Rena. thank you as well to kate our producer for making the show happen this week and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching we hope you're doing well we hope you're staying safe and as always
0: beyond beyond beyond
3: New episodes on Tuesdays available
2: on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.